Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We are at the end of the week. Been a good week. How's everybody doing? Right? We got the final preseason games. And then we can really start breaking down uh, who's got what in terms of injuries and who got through the preseason without any devastating injuries. There have been a lot of teams already that have been hurt significantly with injuries uh, in the preseason. So we got a lot to talk about. All right. You know the routine. You hit your hand icon. We'll put you right on. All right. Now, when you look at this time of the year, the Tour Championship, Xander Schauffele is facing a great look at Eagle and Scotty Scheffler, who's really been cruising the whole time, has a birdie putt. But if uh, Xander makes this putt and he, he could pull it within three going into the weekend, just a couple of hours ago, he was eight back. So pretty impressive golf on the back nine. Xander Shoffley at the Tour Championship. And for me, I mean, I'll be watching this all weekend. I don't watch the preseason. As a matter of fact, I'm going in here right now to peek at these uh, putts for Xander Shoffley and Scotty Scheffler. But I, I, for one, I'm really not. And Scheffler did not make his birdie putt, so he's at 19. If Xander Shoffley makes this eagle putt, we'll get into the weekend at 2-under. The best thing that the PGA Tour did was moved the uh, playoffs to August, so you're not competing with the National Football League. You know, and again, there's really nothing else on this weekend. I don't know about you, as I just said, but I don't watch preseason football. It means nothing to me, absolutely nothing. I know a lot of people are talking about Trey Lance. And listen, you know what? I'll start judging Trey Lance on September 11th at Soldier Field against the Bears, okay? That's when I'll start judging you know, Trey Lance. I don't care what he does against the Houston Texans in a preseason game. It means nothing for me. It means absolutely nothing. All right. Shoffley with his eagle putt makes it, and they'll go to the weekend with Scotty Scheffler, a two shot lead, right where he started the event as the number one seed uh, yesterday. So, again, you know, I don't know about you. All right. Everybody's different. And I know gambling has a lot to do with it. And I'm, you know, I get that. But in terms of preseason football, just get me to the regular season, would you please? I hate the preseason. There's nothing about it that I like. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. There's absolutely nothing that I look at in the preseason and say, oh, yeah, can't wait. No, not the case. Not the case at all. All right, big contract signing. If you're a baseball fan, Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners finalizing an extension that could – 
could could I mean think about this now? Could max out at four hundred and seventy million dollars? How about that? He's twenty one years old. All right, we're talking about a mammoth deal, a mammoth deal that could again could max out at four hundred and seventy million. That would be the richest deal in American sports history. How about that? Now the deal would have a base of 120 million that would last through the 2029 season. Then they can exercise an option for an additional eight to 10 years. And that would be dependent on where he finishes in the MVP voting, which never makes any sense to me. All right. Now, if Seattle, for instance, would turn down that option, then Rodriguez can exercise a five-year, $90 million player option. Here's the bottom line. It's pretty good if you're him, all right? 21 years old, and you could have a potential $470 million deal. Huh. That's pretty amazing, huh? That's pretty amazing. Now, when you look at baseball right now, now we're going to get into the interesting part of the Major League Baseball season. And I don't know who you root for, but without question, all right, I don't think there's any doubt about it. The Dodgers look like they are the best team and the team that beat without any ifs, ands, or buts about it. All right, when you look at the Dodgers, they already have 86 wins and only 37 losses. Think about that. 86 and 37. They've got a 19 and a half game lead on the second place Padres. Not much going on in the Central. Cardinals lead the Brew Crew by six. Good race in the East with the Mets and the Braves separated by two games. Astros have run away and hid in the AL West. Cleveland and Minnesota, Chicago, those three teams separated by four. And the Yankees have a seven and a half game lead over Tampa. And they will play each other when the Yankees get done with Anaheim after they play Oakland this weekend. Tonight's game two of that four-game set, but that could be a very interesting series uh, if the Yankees do not play well when they go to Tampa. Now, we always talk about the playoffs, right? And we talk about the wild card, and thank goodness for the wild card because there are so many divisions that are not competitive. But because of the wild card, like in the American League, you've got Tampa and Toronto. And then Seattle and Baltimore, can you believe Baltimore, are very much in the mix. And then in the National League, and again, this is going to be very interesting as well, but in the National League, you have the Braves right now, okay, with the Philadelphia Phillies, both the Phillies and the Padres, all right, and the Brewers. So right now, Atlanta, they're cruising. They're, no, if they don't win the division, they're going to be a wild card. The no, no doubt about it. Philadelphia's got a two and a half game lead on San Diego. So this thing's going to be very interesting in September. But for me, it's all about college football. It's about the National Football League. And then, oh, yeah, we will get into the National Basketball Association. So if you want to talk about anything that happened this week in the world of sports, both on or off the playing surface, uh, we can do so. My big event is coming up two weeks from Monday at Bennett's Kitchen Bar Restaurant, which is on Eureka Road in Roseville. And we will be putting out numerous links on 
uh, social media platforms right here on Listen App, and you can come down and take part in this charitable event on September 12th at Bennett's on Eureka Road in Roseville. We're going to get it going at about 3. I'll do my show live out there at 4 o'clock on the 12th, get you ready for Monday Night Football with the Broncos and the Seahawks. And then Ryan and I will be getting our heads shaved at a halftime. Probably be the worst halftime that I've ever experienced in my entire life, now that I think about it. You know? And I've been... I've seen some pretty bad halftimes. You know, when I used to go to games, there would always be marching bands, for the most part, that would be playing at Yankee Stadium or Shea Stadium all the time. That's what your halftime entertainment would be, unless it was the punt, pass, and kick competition. They did that at halftime, too, and we love that. The punt, pass, and kick competition was great when you used to go to the NFL games. We used to love that. You used to see some amazing athletes out there. Amazing. But no, when I was growing up, for the most part, they'd get a marching band out there and that would be your halftime entertainment unless it was the punt, pass and kick uh, competition. So, you know, I've seen some good bands. I've seen some bad bands, but uh, the punt, pass and kick. Boy, when I used to have that at Yankee Stadium, I used to love that. That was a lot of fun uh, at halftime, particularly since it was probably the best football that I saw being a Giants fan because they were absolutely pathetic when I was growing up. They were terrible. So, you know, the punt, pass, and kick competition, we actually saw some real freaking football at halftime of the Giants games at, at Yankee Stadium. That was fun. But this halftime that's going to be on September 12th between the Broncos and the Seahawks, maybe I'll get lucky and they'll have like a huge power failure like in the second quarter. And the game will be postponed. And I, I can sneak out of there with my full head of hair. Right. Because, you know, we can't do it until it's halftime. So that is a possibility. I didn't think about that. Maybe you get bad weather in Seattle. Maybe you get some bad thunderstorms. Maybe you get a bolt of lightning. And then, boom, power goes out. Game's postponed. Napier gets out of there unscathed. You know, you just. So you're saying there is a chance. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I am saying. But seriously, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun coming up uh, on the 12th uh, of September. All right, again, golf, they're at the halfway point of the Tour Championship and again, Scotty Scheffler with a two-stroke lead over Xander Shoffley. And again, that's pretty amazing considering he was eight back at one point during the round today. Now, that's that's amazing. Absolutely incredible to make up uh, that much ground. All right, so you got NFL. Again, the 49ers, uh, I'm not really concerned that they lost 17 to nothing. You know, to Houston last night, doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, it really doesn't. You got another incident, you know, off the field, uh, this time with Matt Areza, the punter for the Buffalo Bills. He's been accused in a lawsuit of gang raping a 17-year-old girl when he was at San Diego State last year. Uh, he is not dressing for the game against the Carolina Panthers uh, tonight. All right. So we'll see what happens. The Lawsuit was filed in San Diego County Superior Court. And according to the lawsuit, Ariza, who was 21 at the time, uh, did the alleged crime. And his attorney, talking about Ariza's attorney, uh, told ESPN uh, that he did not tell the Bills 
about the allegations until June, early June, when the Times of Los Angeles, the LA Times, reported the allegations against five players from San Diego State. All right. The university said that this was based on the San Diego Police Department's request that the school not take any action because they did not want to interfere with the police investigation into the incident. The bill's a pretty basic statement, quote, we're recently made aware of a civil complaint involving Matt from October 2021. Now, I'm just going to say one thing. I don't even like to use the term gang rape, okay? But I just did it. I'm not going to say it again while I'm on the air today. Why a civil complaint? Uh, why would you not look for a criminal charge? Am I, am I missing something here? Am I missing something? And maybe I am. I've missed a lot of things in my life. So this could be something else that I'm completely going over in my head. But five individuals with one alleged victim and the word rape is in there and we're talking about a civil case. Uh, I'm sorry, that doesn't, doesn't add up to me personally, but all right. So we got that. We can talk about anything else going on uh, in the world of sports. Let's get to uh, Jeff. Jeff, welcome to the show. How are you? Good, Grant. I hope you have a great weekend. You too. So, uh, yeah, I, I was uh, wanting to talk about that, that Bill's punter. I mean, he also, got, after that 83-yard punt he had in the expedition game, they gave him a drug test. <laughs> Do you hear about that? No, I didn't, but that was an amazing punt. There's no question about yeah, that. He got, he got, uh, he got drug tested, uh, supposedly, unannounced, whatever. But they did that. But well, that's routine. That happens all the time. So, but that's yeah. but it's a coincidence. Yes, I understand. Coincidence. But it just goes to show you, you know, uh, well, the civil suit. I think somebody's going for money because you know the guy's going to be a big time player. He signed a, you know, I, I, that's where I think of it. Um, but why didn't the Bills do a better job of venting this guy? There must have been a story. There must have been something out there wouldn't you think i don't know i'm not going to speak for the bills and here's the other deal uh innocent until proven guilty it's uh, he said she said so i'll wait until there's more information coming out from the uh, san diego police department but yeah i'm not going to speak for the bills on what they did or did not do right. and and you had some action in miami at your airport prince prince yeah rest, rest yeah Torian prince yep absolutely so uh yeah you know as i said what were Go ahead. Go ahead. What was that all about? It's, I thought he was in possession, but then he wasn't in possession. Was, was something? No, no, no. He, it was a warrant. Uh, he had a warrant out for his arrest, okay, for THC oil, oh. THC oil uh, and uh, marijuana uh -huh. uh, possession. All right, so there was a warrant out oh. for his uh, arrest. He was initially arrested back in May uh, when he was had a traffic stop in Arlington. All right. Oh. And the police who stopped Prince did so because he was driving with a an expired registration on the vehicle. And then uh, during oh. the traffic stop, 
Uh, Prince indicated that he had two handguns in the car with him. And so he was asked to get out of the vehicle. Oh, Jesus. And after the officer got the handguns, the officer saw what appeared to be a vape pen with THC oil in the car. And then a search was made of his car, a discovery of a canister of marijuana. And according to Texas law, it prohibits anyone from carrying a gun while engaging in a criminal offense. So uh, the possession of the THC oil was less than two ounces of marijuana, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this arrest warrant, I think, from what I read earlier, had been issued more than three months after the traffic stop. So I, I don't know any more than that, but he was arrested in Miami at the airport. And it, 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 it all goes back to, here's a guy probably making, what, what do you, what's, what's his contract? I have no he, idea what he's making. I don't know. Yeah, but he's, 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 it's got to be a few yeah. million a year at least. You know? Yes, and that's you correct. You pay your DMV chart, your DMV on your car. I mean, yeah, I, again, these things never, I don't even raise an eyebrow when I see things like this. I really don't. Unbelievable. Just like inviting for trouble. It, is, it is unbelievable. It really is absolutely unbelievable. You're right. It's like inviting for trouble. That's exactly right. It makes, it's just, it's just stupidity. I mean, it really is. Some of these, some of these guys need full-time babysitters. It's, uh, I mean, not, yes, they do. not all of them, like you've said before, you can't categorize everybody, right. but you know, just. It's just, it's just, I don't know. They, you would think they, they get all this money and, you know, um, there was a certain king, you would know him, you know, I'm in the car business and I was selling cars and he want, he came uh, to buy, he wanted to buy a Camaro from me. Okay. And this was about, let me see, 10, well, 12, 13 years ago. He, he was a bench player. He started sometimes. I want to say his name on the air because, uh, anyways, he was a forward. Um, anyways, he went to buy the car from me, and I'm all excited, thinking I'm going to get a car deal, right? Here's, you know, he's telling me he makes a million something a year, and I'm doing the credit app. Well, then we run the credit. Oh my God, it was like a 500 score, and uh, he had all these open loans on cars, so I had to go ask him. And uh, his initials were DG. And I said, uh, what are all these? Well, that one's for my brother. And this is this. And this is that. Well, I even called my buddies at Sierra Credit Union, who did a lot with the Kings and had, you know, they wouldn't even touch it. Here was a guy who's making all this money. He couldn't even, didn't even, he let his little brother or someone who's living with him try to take care of his finances. And it was very sad, very sad, you know, and, and it was embarrassing for him because, and then I had to be the bad guy and basically tell him, you know, I know you make all this money, but they just won't give you a loan. Well, if he had all that money, he should have just paid cash for it. Well, well, that's what I said. But he said his, his agent told him not to, because you never know uh, when, you know, he'd be gone. And I believe the next year, well, the following year he was gone, but uh, I imagine you know his uh, name by giving you the initials DG, and he was a Ford, and uh, so you would, I think you would know his name. Yeah, to me, it's not even important who it is. It's just that these things don't ever, uh, they, they, they never cease to amaze me. They just don't.
it was very sad. It, you know, everybody was excited. There was a Sacramento King in the dealership, and you know how that goes. People want autographs, yep. and they want their picture with them, and this and that. And then, you know, then the guy had to leave with basically nothing. Yeah. Okay. Again, I'm not surprised. All right, Grant, you take it easy. Have a good Bye-bye. weekend. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls. Uh, all you got to do is hit your hand icon, uh, raise your hand, and uh, we will do it. Again, I talk about this all the time. You know, the news cycle changes so quickly. And, you know, there might even be another incident that we will talk about before I get done with my show on this Friday. That's the society that we're living today. And I, it's mind boggling to me. It really is. You know, you're, you're a professional athlete. And you're driving with expired tags on your car, which, listen, if a police officer passes, passes you and sees that your registration tags are expired, you're going to get pulled over. All right? You're going to get pulled over. Now, in many instances, you don't get anything other than, you know, a ticket. And if you can show that the car is registered or whatever, you know, it's not a big deal. But, you know, when you have two guns on you, and then you have drugs in the car. Uh, hello. You know, hello. Stupid. Really is. Unbelievable to me. Absolutely unbelievable to me. But I guess I shouldn't say it's unbelievable because it keeps on happening over and over and over again. You know, why bring that on you? Like you're going to get in a car where the registration is expired with two guns and illegal narcotics in the car. Really? Okay. I don't know. I personally don't think that's the best choice, but it's not my life. But as I said, nothing surprises me anymore. Does not surprise me. I'm sure it doesn't surprise Ryan in Sacktown either. Hello, Ryan. How are you today? Doing well. How about yourself? You ready for the weekend? I'm good. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Hey, 17 days and counting. And let me tell you, our halftime show is going to be the best of the season. I, 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 I know you've seen a <laughs> yeah, lot of them, that right? the people balancing the plates and people climbing on each other's shoulders. This is going to be an all-timer. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, well. Hey, uh, I'm good. You know, let's do it. Yeah, two weeks from Monday. I mean, it's going to be here before we know it. Yeah, I'm just going to make sure when we uh, see each other that day that you're not wearing running shoes. Well, first of all, even if I had running shoes on, it wouldn't matter because I can't run very fast anymore. So not that, not that I ever could really run fast. But now, no, I don't think uh, that's not going to be an issue. Trust me on that. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, um I wanted to respond to Jeff. I think he's got it backwards. These guys are babysitting. They have every resource around them that they need to not get into trouble. But they surround themselves with these yes men. And it's, you know, oh, well, I'll take care of this. I'm the manager of, you know, BS, BS, BS times BS. And what ends up happening is they think because they are babied by their groups and, and I shouldn't say everybody, but there is a large majority of the athletes that have their little posses. And 
you know, like they think, okay, I can carry a gun. I can have a vape pen. I can do this. And if an officer pulls me over, I'm going to get out of it because they get everything they want already. Grant, these athletes go to dinner. Just like Jeff said, everybody wants to take a picture with you. You know, like you feel like you're invincible and you're not, they're not surrounded in reality. No, they're not. And there are rookie symposiums uh, before they ever go to their respective teams that are, is mandatory. And all of these things are talked about. They bring in former players. They bring in well-known former players. The league talks to them. They have police detectives that talk to them. And it goes in one ear and out the other for some. Not all, for some. So do you think the leagues do that for the betterment of the player or for yeah. PR? To make no, sure they, that the league... No, they do it for the betterment of the player. It's not for PR. The league doesn't do it for PR. They do it for uh, their players. And really, it is their bottom line because if players are going to get in trouble and do stupid things, that is bad for the league. Uh, but first and foremost, they do it for the players. I mean, first of all, in the NBA particularly, you have to remember a lot of players in the league are not even of legal drinking age. A lot of players in the NBA are 19 and 20. And so these rookie symposiums are actually a great idea. The NFL does it too. But if these things, these uh, uh, talks, they go over absolutely everything. And I mean everything. They go over everything. So you can't say if you're a young player in the NBA, you can't say I didn't know. That doesn't fly. You do know. And you were stupid enough to make a mistake. So, Grant, why don't you think the players actually use the resources that are open to them and provided to them? Great point. I don't know. I, I do not know the answer to that question. It's mystifying to me, though. It really is. Well, what's it like when you're on a road with, you know, if you're on the plane? You know, obviously, I'm sure there's cocktails sometimes if the team wins. You, no, oh, there's no, not. no cocktails. Uh, no. Uh, when the Kings were good. Uh, they did have alcohol on the plane, and the problem was some of the players were going overboard, and there was a liability that you had to be concerned about with both the airline, the flight attendants, and, oh, yeah, the players and others when you landed and the players got in their cars and drove home. But the main reason why right. they stopped it was because there was there were a number of underage players on the team, so they just cut it out altogether. Interesting, good to know. Now, ba I know baseball, I, some... baseball has alcohol on their planes on their charters. However, they don't have alcohol on their charters when they are coming home from a road trip for that very reason. Because the players, unlike when you are on the road, you get off the airplane onto a bus, and the bus takes you to the hotel. Nobody's driving. Right. But when you land after a road trip, everyone's driving. So there's no alcohol on the baseball charters on the way home. Very interesting. Um, I'm going to switch gears. Let's have a little bit of fun. What did you uh, think about Scotty Scheffler's uh, crappy situation? Uh, I thought it was very interesting, to say the least. Yes. Um, I also thought it was pretty amazing what he did on 18 yesterday uh, for that eagle. But, you know, hey, things happen, right? No, absolutely. Um, it, it was amazing. I, I'm kind of blown away by the course they're playing right now. Minus 19. No, no, it's not. No, 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 no. It's not minus 19. 
uh, with the FedEx Championship, if you finished in first with the most points, you started the tournament at 10 under par. So he's technically nine under par after two rounds, not 19. He started at 10 under. The second place finisher finished uh, starts at eight under, and there is a weighed system based on how many points you had entering the playoffs. So Scotty Scheffler entered the playoffs as the best golfer with the most points. So he started the tournament at 10 under par. So he's nine under technically after two rounds, not 19, even though it says 19 on the board. But if you're looking at just the real reality of what he did, he shot, he's been, he's shot nine under par in two rounds of golf. Thanks for returning the favor, Grant. Now I'm not going to be able to sleep due to my lack of knowledge about the tour championships. So uh, you're a good That's friend, okay. man. I appreciate it. That's okay. Hey, listen, I don't expect you to know everything. I mean, uh, we all we all err. I mean, I didn't know Mel Hines, number seven, which, you know, I, uh, I mean, my mistake was much more egregious than yours that you just made. But that's okay. We all make mistakes. Very good. Well, hey, um, I, I'm really excited about the 12th, other yep. than seeing Russell come back to Seattle for the first time, yes. which I will say probably every day leading up to this. But it, it's going to be a great event. Come out. Um, and yeah, we're, we're going to be a couple of bald dudes. Absolutely. So for the folks that are just joining us uh, for uh, the first time this week, it's going to be on the 12th at Bennett's Kitchen uh, in Eureka, on Eureka Road. You can go to Grant and Ryan Bald at gmail.com if you have any questions we'll be putting links out on all of our social media accounts i'll tell you as well here and you know starting next week we'll really ramp it up and tell you how you can make donations whatever the case is so we'll we'll get all the information out there for you no doubt and check out my twitter a little bit later tonight it is rhino r-y-n-o underscore in underscore sacktown i will be releasing a link for you Great. to donate directly so, uh, yeah, check it out. It's going to be a good time. Grant, what, what are the go-to dishes at Bennett's? They have a phenomenal menu. My favorite is the redfish with a side of spinach. Their redfish is absolutely incredible. But I'll tell you, I think their menu is phenomenal. They have everything. And Brian does a phenomenal job at that restaurant. They also have a phenomenal takeout. Uh, section with uh, incredible meats. They have phenomenal steaks that you can take and buy and take them home and grill. But their menu is great. But I I love uh, the redfish. I get that a lot. Not all the time, but I get that a lot. It's excellent. Excellent. Grant, what's redfish? It's a fish that comes out and it looks red. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Just fish that looks uh, red. All right. Well, I can tell you one thing that's not going to look red at halftime. Yeah. It's going to be your head. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you need to do you, you need to do uh, a little bit of homework. Uh, you can Google the menu. It's great. Their menu at uh, Bennett's is great. It really is. It's outstanding. Very cool. We can't wait to see all you. It's going to be fun. Grant's going to do the show from there. So, uh, yeah, come out and check out my Twitter. Check out Grant's Twitter. Also, Jay, check out his. Uh, we're all putting this together. And uh, you'll be able to donate $25. Get you in the door, guaranteed. The first 100 people that donate um, $25, you are assured entrance. And I'm calling it Grant and Friends. And if you ever wanted to meet Jerry Reynolds, you might have the chance. Yes, absolutely. Looking forward to having Jerry there as well. And we'll have a lot of pictures. We've got some auction items. We're going to have fun. It's going to be a great night on September 12th. No doubt. No doubt. All right, Grant. Have a great right, see you, buddy. I'll talk to you Monday. But oh, wait, you're off Monday, right. right? Oh, that's right. I am not doing the show on Monday. Uh, I will be 
doing the show Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I've got my annual, uh, I got all my uh, umpire buddies in town working the Marlins series and they have an off day on Monday. And so they asked me to uh, spend the day late afternoon, early evening. And I'm like, okay, this is our annual deal. So I will be uh, hanging out with the uh, MLB umps on Monday. That's awesome. Have a great time. Thank you, buddy. Take care. Bye-bye. Right, bye. Thank you for reminding me about that. I will not be doing the show on Monday, uh, but I will be doing the show Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Tuesday, I will have uh, my AFC preview. Today on my podcast was the NFC preview. And then on Friday, Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. Sean Salisbury and I, uh, after next week, are going to start doing a show twice a week on No Filter Network. And I believe the days are going to be Mondays and Wednesdays, but I'll put out uh, all the information for you. And I'm really looking forward to that. We're going to be talking heavy duty football. I love Sean. I love uh, his knowledge, his communication skills. I think he's very entertaining. And so that is going to be coming up for you uh, during uh, throughout the uh, football season. Got a couple of other goodies we're working on as well. So that's something to look forward to. I I'm so pumped that we finally got football. There is a college game tomorrow, but for all intents and purposes, the college football season starts next week. And then, of course, uh, the NFL on the 8th with the Bills at the Rams. And then on the 11th, all an entire uh, host of games. And then, of course, Monday night, we will be at Bennett's for the Broncos and Seahawks game. So that is the schedule. Uh, if you want to get on today before we wrap up for the weekend, uh, you can certainly do that. All you need to do is hit your hand icon, raise your hand. Uh, and we will do it. This is really, to me, about the last weekend of freedom. All right. And by freedom, I mean where personally I'm not watching, you know, football every Saturday and Sunday. So I always look at the the end of August. I'm like, okay, my weekends just got taken off. All right, I'm done. No more, no more hanging out on the weekends. My weekends are college football and the NFL on Sunday. So it starts, you know, Thursday the 8th. I mean, what a tremendous matchup with Buffalo uh, at the Rams. That's a good way to open up the season. All right, let's get to uh, Jerry right here on Listen Up. Good afternoon, Jerry. Welcome to the program today. How are you? Hit that mic icon, Jerry. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. All right, Jerry. Where are you, man? Jerry, hit the microphone. And right, I'll put Jerry back uh, in the audience and we can do it all over again and we'll get him on. But, you know, and again, we'll we'll gear most of the shows uh, towards football. And then before you know it, there will be the NBA training camp. And we'll be talking about uh, both the NFL uh, and the NBA uh, around the clock. If you missed uh, my podcast with Mike Breen on Tuesday, I appreciate those that have reached out and commented. If you missed it, just go to if you don't like that, you can check out the uh, conversation I had with Mike that that was on Tuesday. Great, great conversation uh, with Mike Breen. And I thought the Yankees would lose two games to the Mets when I was talking to Mike on Monday. Mike went to the game on Tuesday. And of course, the Yankees, you know, I had lost confidence in my ball club. Shame on me uh, after beating the Mets. And now they are uh, back on a roll. They've won four in a row. They put 13 on the board last night uh, in Oakland. All right, now we'll try Jerry again. And uh, Jerry, it is your turn. Hello, Jerry. What's going on? Hey, Grant. Sorry about that. Um, I'm in Lincoln, so it's not very good reception. But I want to get you before you got off. Okay. Hey, uh, did you see the Niner game last night? 
only only a little bit. I, I just don't. It's so boring to me. But go ahead. What's your question? So we shouldn't be concerned about Lance's performance? No, it doesn't mean anything. Preseason football means nothing. You cannot evaluate a quarterback in preseason football. It's not possible. So don't even worry about it. All right. Worry about. First of all, I don't think the guy is going to take the team to the playoffs this year. I, I've made that. I've talked about that in the spring. I think the Niners have some issues at quarterback for this year. Maybe not next year. Maybe not the year after. The one saving grace, and I shouldn't say saving grace. That's wrong because the Niners still have a good defense. They can still run. They got you know right. Kittle. They got Samuel. They got you know they got very good skilled players. But the thing they have is they got a cupcake schedule in the first six weeks, and then it gets more 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 difficult. But Opening up at Chicago and opening up against Seattle, I think those are two of the worst teams in the NFC. And Grant, on your podcast this morning, you have the Niners going nine and seven. Did you mean nine and seven or nine, nine and eight? eight or yeah, no, nine, nine and eight. eight. I know okay. I made a mistake. Nine and eight. I think they win nine games, okay. lose eight, and I said I don't think I don't think that's going to be enough to make the playoffs. I got them at nine and eight. Oh wow! All right. Well, when do you think San Francisco will pull the plug on Trey? If the Niners come out and uh, and the first six, maybe seven games, they they are struggling bad. Well, boy, let, let's let's cross that bridge when we get to it. I mean, they're committed to Trey Lance. They're <laughs> they're committed to Trey Lance. And you know, if Garoppolo is not on the roster, and most people feel that he will not be on the opening day roster, you don't really have a choice. They're going to go with Lance. He's going to be your quarterback. You know, either sink or swim. He's going to be their quarterback this year. Now, I may be wrong, and others that are being critical of him, we could all be wrong. I mean, you know, we, no one has a crystal ball. I don't know. I'm just giving you my opinion based on what I've seen. I think he's going to have periods where he struggles, and he'll have periods where he looks very good. But if I was looking at this from right. a quarterback's perspective, I think he's got two really good chances to win to go to two and zero. The Bears are not good at all. I think the Niners' defense can win the game against the Bears. I think if you and, – and Kyle Shanahan is going to have a conservative game plan. He's going to have a conservative game plan. You know, it's going to be dink and dunk. It's going to be runs, and it's going to be a low-scoring game, in my opinion, and they're going to put the defense – you know, they're going to say, okay, this is a game we need the defense to win the game for us, and I think the defense will be able to do that. I think the defense will also be able to win the game at home against Seattle in week two. Grant, um, I heard something that uh, that Jimmy Garoppolo does not even have the 49er playbook. Is that true? Yeah, he hasn't even been doing anything with the Niners. I mean, uh, whether he has the playbook or not, I mean, he already knows the playbook. But, I mean, he hasn't been doing anything at practice. He's off by himself. He's not going to be on the roster come opening day. I mean, I think that's pretty apparent. Uh, do you think that hopefully that the Niners – well, well, Grant, I like Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, and, and a lot of people back – bag on him but i mean hey uh oh boy i don't know grant it's just you know it's, it's just sad the way these things are playing out well what would you do i mean again i i know you're not a general manager what would you do if you're the 49ers you got a huge cap hit you are gonna have trey lance as your quarterback what would you do all right well grant let me ask you this so what if jimmy garoppolo would say hey can we restructure my contract? I want to be a part of this team. Could, could we do that so I can still be on this team? I don't mind being a backup. Do you think that would ever happen? No. Okay. No. I, I think Garoppolo uh, will be on a, another team come opening day. Do you see the Seahawks? 
you know, the problem with the Seahawks to me is that doesn't make sense because Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to put them in the playoffs. And if you're in Seattle and you have two bad quarterbacks and you're not in the playoffs, you know, you're better off just having a miserable season where you can draft. This is supposed to be a good quarterback class coming out for next year. So that doesn't make sense to me from Seattle's perspective. I mean, they could have had Baker Mayfield for basically nothing, and they didn't want Baker Mayfield. Why would they want Jimmy Garoppolo? Now, Garoppolo, to me, is a better quarterback than Mayfield. But again, it just I, I, it doesn't make sense for me. Grant, uh, the uh, when you guys are going to come down on the 12th, you know what? My schedule may be fluctuating. I'm not sure yet, but I sure hope not because I would really like to go see you guys. Uh, and uh, see Jerry, Ryan, uh, Jeff, everybody, Waggis. Um, so I'm going to try like hell, buddy, just to get there. Jerry, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much, and you have a good weekend, okay? You do the same, Grant. Thank you very much. I will. Thank you very much. Really appreciate that. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The, the situation with Garoppolo is pretty clear cut. Okay? Pretty clear cut. I... It is pretty clear cut. He's not going to be on the team much longer. And now where does he go? Where does he go? I'll tell you this, uh, as a Giants fan, I would, I would like to see the Giants put him on the roster. I really would. But they're not going to do that either. So he'll end up somewhere. And here's the other issue. And let's hope it doesn't happen. You know, there might be a quarterback that gets injured, you know, this weekend in the preseason. Although, again, you really hope that doesn't happen. And you look at, you know, the Jets almost were, were in that situation with Wilson, but fortunately, his injury was not as serious as they first thought, where they thought, oh boy, he might be out for, you know, the whole year. So we'll see what happens. Let's get through the final weekend uh, of the uh, preseason and we'll go from there. But I don't see Garoppolo being on the roster much longer. I, I, I don't think he's going to be on the roster past this coming week, meaning starting on. Sunday, Monday for that week. I, I just don't see it. I, I do not see it at all. All right, again, if you want to get in on the program today before we wrap up for the weekend, hit your hand icon, and uh, I will be more than happy to put you right up on the show. Again, no show on Monday, but uh, we'll be back with you Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. All those shows will be at 3 o'clock, and then the following week, we will have the shows at three o'clock. Obviously I told you once we get past Labor Day, I'm going to move the shows starting at four o'clock. So again, once we get past the Labor Day holiday, 
starting on that Tuesday uh, will be coming your way uh, at four o'clock. All right, let's get to Waggus right here on Listen Up. Waggus, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So, I, you know, obviously a big Niner fan. I uh, was listening to that call um, uh, from Jerry. So, so you know, Grant, I, I mean, I don't get it. Like, I would think that Shanahan wants to win, right? And so I know you're saying nine and eight, right? A lot of other people are not high on Lance. I know some are. But does Shanahan really believe in his heart that Lance can take him to the Super Bowl? No, I don't think he does. Then, okay. So then can you explain to me why he's doing this? Because, you know, you can say whatever you want, but we have a roster that can win now. Well, first of all, it's not really his decision. It's, the, it's John Lynch's decision. It's not Kyle Shanahan. So Kyle Shanahan doesn't have the final say on whether Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be on the roster or not. And the Niners have pretty much been very clear from the spring on that, yes, they wanted to trade him. The shoulder surgery threw a wrench into everything. But even John Lynch, I guess, on a San Francisco radio station the other day, you know, made it very clear that the Garoppolo situation will be resolved soon. Okay, you know, I'm not really, you know, I'm, I, okay, I'm not understanding. Why wouldn't John Lynch want, in my opinion, the number one play caller in the NFL, Kyle Shanahan, and the head coach of the Niners, you know, have his choice for his quarterback, especially when Kyle went to him and said, give me Garoppolo. So, I mean, I, I don't understand that. Well, first of all, I don't know that. I'm, I'm okay. speculating that okay. Kyle Shanahan – I, I don't know who Kyle Shanahan wants as his quarterback deep down, but I, here's what I do know. Shanahan knows 100% that he can get to a Super Bowl with Garoppolo because they've done it already, okay? But, right. you know, he if, if you had Kyle Shanahan in a private room and he had to absolutely answer a question 100% truthfully, and you said, hey, Kyle, do you think Trey Lance can win a Super Bowl this year? I don't think he would say yes. I mean, it just... Okay, I I mean I I guess I guess I don't understand it because obviously they have they have a roster that can win now because you got to understand like every year you know because the Niners like to play this mad dog football and every year goes by Kittle's getting older Debo's gonna take more hits right so that's why I mean name me a quarterback na- name me a quarterback that's won a Super Bowl in Trey Lance's situation entering his second year with hardly any experience. Well, I think Big Ben won it in his. Rookie year, right? Yeah, but yeah, but 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 that was an entirely that, yes, it was yes, it was different situation. But yeah, you, I asked you for an answer, and that was a good one. Good job. Yes, it was absolutely. And listen, Patrick Mahomes was great in the second year. All right, he was outstanding in the second year. Right. Yeah. And and I think no, they actually lost in the AFC Championship game. Yes, okay. they did. But my point is, Mahomes was excellent at that season. Yeah, and and you know you can say whatever you want in this last NFC Championship game. I know. Garoppolo didn't do much on the last drive, but I mean, they were already backed up and, you know, uh, you know, but, but I, I think Garoppolo did enough to win it. Just like in the Super Bowl, he did enough to win it. I mean, he was up by 10 points. And they dropped an interception. They dropped an interception yeah. that changed the yeah. entire momentum of the fourth quarter. Yeah. So, so I guess my question is, is that, you know, I, I get into a lot of people with this because I'm a big Garoppolo fan is if you go back and look at both of those games, the Super Bowl and the, and the NFC championship game, He's done everything he needs to do to put them in a position to win. And it's, and it's been our defense, right, that has let us down. 
Well, in the Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl, in all fairness, he missed Kittle on a couple of wide open throws in the Super Bowl against Kansas City. However, once the 49ers thought they had a touchdown, a defensive touchdown, and all ran into the end zone acting like they had won the Super Bowl, that was the beginning yes. of the end for the 49ers. From yeah. that point forward, the, that, that there was a penalty on the Niners. From that point forward, the Chiefs dominated the game, and the Niners' defense could not get off the field. And the Niners had the best defense in the NFL that year, and they could not get yep. off the field. So you can say all you want about Garoppolo missing Kittle on a few throws. Yeah. That defense had a chance to win the Super Bowl for San Francisco and could not get off the field. Yeah, and and but then again, you know, the the counter argument is Garoppolo did miss Sanders because Sanders was wide open, and that was a big blunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's true. I, I didn't but, think about that, but the kid, yeah. Hey, it, but but here's the deal: we don't we know this about Garoppolo. He's played in a Super Bowl, and he lost in an yes. NFC championship championship game in which he played well, and a dropped interception turned the game around, or he would have been in another Super Bowl in all likelihood. I don't think anyone is expecting Trey Lance to take the Niners to the Super Bowl this year. I'm sure not. I'd be very, very surprised if the 49ers ended up in the Super Bowl this year. And I say that knowing full well that I think the NFC is very down this year. You got no Devontae Adams in Green Bay. Don't know how that's going to play out. You have no Gronk in Tampa. You've got major injuries up front on the offensive line. The Rams with the Super Bowl hangover. Don't know about Kyler Murray, who's up and down like a roller coaster. No DeAndre Hopkins for six weeks. Okay. And so, you know, Philadelphia or Dallas aren't going to the Super Bowl. So there aren't a lot of teams, in my opinion, in the NFC that I can say, oh, yeah, they're going to be in the Super Bowl this year. I don't see it. Yeah. And but, but you know, the one thing I love about Garoppolo, and you can't teach this, as much as heat he takes, right? Game in and game out from the media, the way he's able to, you know, stay calm and bring a team to, I mean, that's, I mean, I feel like that's the one quality you can't teach. Yeah, I get it. He doesn't have the best throws in the world. Right. So, but he's been able to keep a team together. Even last year when they were like, I think two and four. Right. So he was taking all this heat. So we might even, we we might have a completely different tune after the first two games, if the Niners are two and all and Lance has played well, and then everything could change. So, you know, again, that's why you play the games. The Niners are invested in Lance. He's the guy. He has the keys to the car, and he's the quarterback. So we'll just have to see how it turns out. Oh, that's fine. Okay, so one other thing. Drew Brees made a statement about a few months back that he doesn't know what he wants to do right now. He might play football again. He might go back into the media. Do you think that he might come out of retirement here? Do you think that there's something brewing there if there's a situation? No, I don't think he, I don't think he will. Okay. I don't think he will. I think if he was going to come out of retirement, he would have done so already. Okay. All right. Well, Grant, I appreciate it as always. You have a good weekend. Thank you, man. Have a great weekend yourself. Take care. All right. Let's get to uh, more phone calls right here on Listen Out with Brian. Brian, welcome to the program today. Go right ahead, Brian. Once you hit your microphone icon. Got a couple people that sleep at the wheel today. Brian, got to hit you. Oh, there we go. Hey, sorry, Grant. Sorry, I wasn't on. Hear me okay? No problem. Yeah, I'm uh, late to the conversation today. I just heard the last call. Uh, As you... As you recall, we spoke in the past, and if you recall, I am a you know pro Garoppolo guy. I don't think he gets enough credit, uh, but in the situation, I'm a realist. I understand the the dilemma the Niners are in, and you know, obviously the keys to the car are to Lance. I do think I've been listening to just various reports around 
you know, I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I mean, I'm not totally down on Lance, but I'm not, you know, you know, pro, you know, they're going to make a run at the Super Bowl. I do think, you know, Shanahan's a very bright guy. Uh, I don't think we've seen anything really they're going to do scheme-wise uh, once the regular season hits. I do know that our offensive line is down, so having a mobile quarterback like Lance is probably going to, you know, help the situation. I think that the schedule is in our favor for the first five or six games as we spoke last week. So that's a favorable setup to kind of move him along slowly and, uh, you know, conservative game plans. We, you know, as long as everyone stays healthy, we got a good defense, we got running backs. I think the threat of him running might open up uh, 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 areas for the receivers, you know, and I I'm more optimistic. Well, I'm going to stop you there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop you there, okay? Here, here's what I am listening to, what you're saying. Quarterbacks that run in the NFL get hurt, okay? And so if Trey Lance gets hurt, then the Niners are really in a lot of trouble. And here's something else that concerns me as much, if not more, than the quarterback. That is the 49ers' offensive line. The offensive line this year, in my opinion, is nowhere near as good as it was last year. And so, yes, it is good that you have a mobile quarterback, but mobile quarterbacks running with the football take hits. And when you take hits in the National Football League, you're very susceptible to injury when you're a quarterback. That would concern me from the Niners' yes. perspective. Yes. And I and just to clarify, I am anti-mobile run quarterback first, throw second. And, and so we're on the same page. I believe you win with passing in a pocket quarterback. If you have a quarterback that's yes. mobile – I think that's an advantage, you know, a.k.a. Mahomes, Rodgers, you know, things of that nature. But yeah, I'm just right. saying I agree. if yes. we are in trouble with the line, uh, that would be a bad setup for Garoppolo because he's, he's found success when we have a good line, we can run the ball and, and pass. So, yep. I, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Now, if he looks good in the first part of the year and, indeed, those opponents are on the weaker side, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to be trying to look at a realistic and, and, and wait to reserve true judgment until we play some real opponents. Uh, but it's just interesting, you know, cause there's so much, there's so much unknown uh, surrounding him. And of course, preseason game plans, you know, you know, throw that out the window. I'm, I'm just real now getting anxious and curious to see how this plays out. Always good hearing from you, Brian. I hope you have a fabulous weekend, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Trey Lance has probably more eyes on him this year than almost any quarterback in the National Football League. Yeah, hey, one quick question, just switching gears. I've yeah. heard some other people down on the Cardinals with, you know, Murray and all that. Where where are you with the Cardinals? Uh, where do you, I mean, they're kind of a – they started off so strong, and they, they, they were awful as the stretch and, you know, the playoff performance by Murray. Do you think they bounce back in that division, or where, where's your where's your thoughts on that? They're 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 the one team that I think has more question marks than anybody because of how bad Kyler Murray played last year when he didn't have DeAndre Hopkins on the field. When DeAndre Hopkins got hurt, the Cardinals went from being a Super Bowl contender to a team that looked like they didn't even know how to win. The only game that they played well in was a uh, game in San Francisco, but yeah. they were terrible and. Kyler Murray's performance in the playoffs against the Rams was one of the worst quarterback performances in the history of the NFL playoffs. So I don't know what to expect. Again, you have no Hopkins for yeah. the first six games. I don't know what to expect from the Cardinals. I think, Brian, they're one of the teams that I probably – there are two teams in the NFC 
that I'm really concerned about, and one is Arizona and the other is Tampa. I think Tampa, without Gronk, with all of their injuries up front I, and their schedule, I mean, they open up at Dallas on a Sunday night, all right, and then they go to New Orleans. And New Orleans has been a very tough game for them. Uh, the the yeah. Bucks have not done well against the, the uh, Saints. So they And then guess what? Then they got Green Bay and Kansas City in weeks three and four. So you, who has a tougher four-game stretch to open up the season than Tampa? That is brutal. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. brutal. And not only that, interesting enough, just on character or on characteristics, I should say, of him. You know, Brady missed is missed ten days at training camp, which is, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not following that team regularly or anything, but I heard that. And I I really had no idea. That's that's yep. very interesting <laughs> to say the least. All right, so. now here, and all right, so let's go back to the Cardinals now. Their first three games are brutal. Kansas City at home, at the Raiders, home the Rams. Okay, yeah. so yeah, you know they're also in a situation where they better be very careful at the beginning of the season. And I'm just not sold on this team without DeAndre Hopkins right now. I'm just not. Yeah, no, 100%. Likewise, and you know, based on those three games, you know, one to two comes to mind. Best case, like I don't see them going two and one there. You know, uh, you yep. know, and and you were commenting this week or a few days ago on the Niners schedule. They have to go five, yep. a minimum. They have to go four and two in that six game stretch. If they go three and three, that is that's I a agree. disaster. I said worst case scenario three and three, but I would agree with you. Three and three with their schedule would be a bad start to the season. There is no question about that. And for the folks that don't know, they're at Chicago, home Seattle, at Denver, home Rams, then at Carolina, at Atlanta. Two bad teams. So. They're playing out of the first six yeah. games, they're playing four bad teams. At Chicago, bad team. Seattle, bad team. Carolina, bad team. Atlanta. And then guess what? After those six games, you have Kansas City at home, at the Rams, home Chargers, at the Cardinals. So you better hope that they go at the at the worst four and two. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that stretch you just mentioned, I got to hope they split against the Rams and maybe go two and two in that stretch right there. Best case. Uh, yep. as you as yep. you stated. And then one last question. If they cut Garoppolo, do you think Seattle pursues him or do you think they are tanking? I, I think they're tanking. I, I think that Garoppolo doesn't put them into the playoffs. And to me, if you are not going to the playoffs with Jimmy Garoppolo, why would you get him? I think you're better off having a real bad season and having a chance to get one of those studs coming out into the draft next year. That's what I would do personally. Yeah, that was my thought as well. So, well, anyhow, Thank you, Grant. Always good talking. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it very much. Good show today. Quick hour. Uh, again, no show on Monday, but I'll be back with you on Tuesday. And uh, enjoy the weekend, everybody. Have yourself a, a safe weekend. Have fun. And we'll talk to you on Tuesday right here, 3 o'clock Pacific, live on Listen Out. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.